Welcome to Pod 39. Wow. We're really at Pod 39. 39. What are we going to do for Pod 69? What are we going to call it? What are we going to do for that pod? We'll just call it like 69 XD. XD. I like it. Yeah. I like it. I like where your mind's at this morning. I like where your mind's at, kid. Keep thinking. (laughs) Keep thinking like that. You'll go places. Yeah, keep using your noggin, kid. Keep using your noggin. But yeah, pod 39. Um, What are we talking about today, Z? Um, Yeah, so today we got the electrification bottleneck. Super interesting. Sounds way more interesting than the name. I'll tell you that much bottleneck mm-hmm. um yeah before we go to that what's going on with you as normal let's check in um, see where you're at i'm great mm-hmm. um i got an amazon halo band which we've talked about on the pod before apparently yeah we have which is crazy um that you have one now Full circle, full halo. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but it's cool. It, it like um, monitors your voice and like how you are supposed to sound to people. And it also gives you your like body weight composition and it tells you your heart rate. And it also comes with a bunch of like free yoga classes and free. Uh, just Digital, like right? exercises yeah just like video guides or like follow along videos mm-hmm. um but yeah that's been really cool it's been motivating me to monitor my health more Isn't um, that cute? so that's been cool i've been doing yoga like every day now for since i got it um that's been helpful too I feel like it's just good to, it like keeps, because a lot of your body parts just like don't get used, Mm. or like parts of your body, Mm. like, and um, yoga sort of just like wakes those up, and it sort of gives you more energy throughout the day, I think. Um, But I'm still still meditating, I'm on like day 65, I think. Mm -hmm. And you still feel uh, nothing. You're still numb. <laughs> I've never said that. Yeah, but you never make it seem like, oh, yeah, I do feel a little bit different. You're always like, no, I don't really feel anything. and you feel any difference? <laughs> I mean, I think it's helping. It's not, like, super noticeable. It's not like I'm, I've gained a superpower. Mm. I wish. Soon, though. Soon. Soon. Hopefully. Um, and I, this week is the week that I've been writing my Neuralink essay. Yeah, we've talked about that (laughs) extensively. Yeah, um, I'm still in the process of writing it. I'm like sort of wrapping up now. Mm. Um, but it was fun to look into it more. And like, I think I can even do like a more in-depth paper on it later on in the semester. Mm. So that should be cool. Dope. Dope. That's exciting. God. Six page essay though. Like 
it's been so long. Mm. All the writing assessments like thus far have been like 250 words, which is like not even a page usually. Mm. That's like a paragraph. And that's been, yeah, it's been like super manageable, but the six pager, man, it's got me. Anything over 10 is when I'm like, this is tough. Yeah. 10 was a force. Remember writing like the, our high school junior thesis? Yeah, that was annoying. I just felt like I was like, I don't know. It seemed like way too many words. <laughs> I don't even think I still have seemed, mine. Nah, I don't have mine. Yeah, it was Pointless. Like 16 pages. God ridiculous what's been going on with you um not much uh i just got a new bed so did you yeah i just got one like a few days ago what Uh, we didn't talk about that yeah i just Um, remembered i'd be forgetting like the stuff like the the things that i should be talking to people about sometimes like (laughs) i forgot about that Um, what type of bed is it it's a beauty rest I'm planning on putting some money away to buy the mattress for a while now. So I was like, all right, like let me just get like the best mattress I can buy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I spend so much time in there. Like for me, for my sleep, money is not really an option. Like I'm not gonna be like trying to skimp out. You know what I mean? So yeah. Um, Sleep's important. Yeah. So that's coming in by this Friday. Um, Wait, did you did you test it out or did you just like buy it online? No, I tested it out. I wasn't really into buying the mattresses online. Um, yeah, it's sort of like buying like uh, clothes online. Yeah, almost like and with clothes, and it's a bigger purchase. So it's like with clothes, right. at least I'm spending like thirty bucks maybe at times. But and you can like return clothes easier than a mattress. <laughs> yeah, so I'm. I was like, all right, let me uh, let me actually go to like Jordans or something and test it out. So I did, which helped a lot. Um, yeah, and like you were saying, when you're like, oh yeah, some of your body parts doing yoga, they just need a little bit of a stretch. They need attention. You know what I mean? So right. I uh, I they have this thing that is supposed to blow like a a balloon on your body. And pretty much by the pressure and, like, the orientation of your body, it can narrow down different mattresses for you. And hmm. the, the 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 system pretty much said, like, my hips were forward and, like, at a slight tilt forward. So they're like, all right, well, yeah. do you sit down at home or sit around a lot? I'm like, yeah, like, majority of the work I get done is at my desk. So it's like... Okay, that makes sense. They're like, yeah, we're seeing a lot of that these days. And it's weird because I'm somebody who's generally really active. He's usually up and about. But yeah. They said, yeah, even you have it. So I was like, wow. It must be even worse for people who like legitimately sit in the chair all day. Yeah. That's true. That's cool, though, that uh, they have I that. that. Yeah, I thought it was really cool. Yeah, too. it's like um, real personalized, I guess. It is 2021. Mm-hmm. But uh, other than that, I've been studying, uh, working, trying to be able to do more, just be able to get more done in a day. So, 
It's been going Aren't we long. all? I know, right? Legitimately. So, oh, I forgot to mention too. I got a um, Charlotte for that for Valentine's Day. Got me a, um, like a what are they called? It's like a massage gun, sorta. Oh, is it? Uh, you know what I'm talking I about? Exactly, I know exactly what you're talking about. It has like a little ball like, at the end, and it like yeah, yeah, yeah. Pulsates. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are good. Uh, those are really so good. I got that yesterday. That was cool. Like deep tissue massage and shit. Yeah, um, so if you use that in yoga, like you should feel pretty good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, shall we move on? Yeah, let's go. Um, yeah, I just want to give a quick overview before we move on. Just like pretty much the electrification bottleneck is that the world is moving in that direction, even though there are some people who don't believe it or don't think it's possible, it is happening. And we're already seeing it around the world where a lot of governments are already issuing, like, by 2035, we don't want to sell any more gas vehicles of any kind. Um, Mm -hmm. Personal, the whole transportation sector is going to get flipped. And it may seem difficult, but we've done a lot of difficult things. Um, And with enough backing, especially with government backing, uh, it's just something that's going to happen. We kind of got turned around and we weren't investing into it, but other countries still have been. So the U.S., for instance, is really behind in production and we need to increase it uh, by a lot to even change sustainability, to be able to use sustainable energy in the future. So, uh, there's definitely a bottleneck where we need a lot of batteries and a lot of materials to create these batteries that we just don't have. So we'll talk about a lot of the energy needs we need, where they're coming from, and where we're going. So, yeah. Weird. Um, I'm going to start off by just a brief little general thing on nuclear energy. Which is necessary uh, to for us to transition to sustainable energy because nuclear counts surprisingly for a lot of people word um so it generally has like a stigma of just being dangerous because it's i mean nuclear weapons and stuff Mm -hmm. and hiroshima and uh chernobyl Mm -hmm. and nazi zombies and stuff I think too, right? Weren't they affected? It must be, I guess. It has to be, right? I think so. Because they didn't look good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it's actually like a lot more efficient and clean than a lot of fossil fuels. Um, and it's also a lot safer. Um, we're looking at this graph that shows like the death rates from energy production per terawatt hour. Um, and nuclear, nuclear, uh, is down with like wind and hydropower, uh, at 0.07, whereas brown coal is at 32.72 and coal is at 24. Mm -hmm. I was going to say like these Uh, death rates, they are measured like from accidents and air pollution, um, 
So yeah, a lot of people don't even know that like the stuff that we burn does have an effect on you. So you're breathing in all of these toxins that are just in the air and they could end up causing um, other health problems for you. So mm-hmm. lung cancer is one of them that it's a possibility. Um, also granted that yes, if you do smoke, you're at a higher likeliness as well. So um, yeah, so coal, oil, and brown coal uh, can definitely have a problem with like air pollutants in the air. Yeah, and I'm sure there are accidents because they're all like highly flammable things. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, nuclear is just like a lot safer. Um, and I pulled this quote from Bill Gates. Uh, There's a new generation of nuclear power that solves the economics, which has been a been the big big problem he said referring to the fact that the power plants are very expensive to build um at the same time it revolutionizes the safety so bill gates is basically saying that it's like imperative that we start transitioning to nuclear energy and it's gonna solve the economics (laughs) so Today, uh, for the U.S., uh, 11% of our energy is produced from renewable energy. Mm-hmm. Um, another 11 from coal. Uh, only 8% is from nuclear electric power. And then uh, 69% XD is from <laughs> petroleum and natural gas. So to get to a sustainable future... We're going to have to really uh, lean on nuclear and renewable, which is mm-hmm. only 19% of what we produce today. So, renewable being solar, wind, and hydroelectric. Um, could you elaborate on why we need to, or like why nuclear is required to uh, switch over to renewable? Nuclear. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot we we can. The main issue right now with, um, with our entire power grid, is that it's made to use. So, and we use limited resources to create that energy. So like petroleum, gas, and uh, natural gas. So nuclear mm-hmm. kind of fits in perfectly for, uh, for ease of use. So we're not, there should always be generally some form of wind naturally, but there's not always going to be uh, solar energy. So to help us transition to fully sustainable as technology increases is if we increase nuclear to help us in the transition. Um, so, which isn't, uh, even, okay. it's, not, it's not a bad thing to do. You know what I mean? At least mm-hmm. with the... The main problem with nuclear right now is that with fission, you end up with waste, nuclear waste. So after that reaction happens, after every reaction, there's going to be some form of waste, something that has little energy in it or no energy to provide. And Mm -hmm. we just need to store that waste and just wait for it to decay. Um, But that's better than putting carbon into the air. So 
Yeah. Nuclear is really helpful in transitioning us to completely right. sustainable. Um, okay. That makes more sense. Yeah. And if and if somebody and it's also want to preface that if someone tells you that it's not possible, it it's not that it isn't possible, it's just difficult. We've been addicted to coal, petroleum, and natural gas for almost 150 years so it's going to be difficult mm-hmm. for us to transition but right those three are extremely important cool or coal um all right i'm going to talk about a little bit about guangzhou you think that's how you pronounce it i would say guangzhou guangzhou maybe guangzhou's chicken um sorry automobile new energy group um so last week this is a automobile energy group and they developed a new graphene battery for electric vehicles um so this it's like a sort of like a breakthrough in uh the electric vehicle batteries because um the two like major issues with EV batteries right now is some of them are like really slow to charge and then the other ones are have like a really limited range um is that fair to say Z Mm -hmm. from what you know um so they started like development and research into this battery in 2014 they announced it in 2019 and then they started to test it in 2020 uh, they plan to introduce it uh, into their manufacturing in 2021, and they're going to be putting those batteries in into their vehicles. Uh, so the company has dubbed the battery as a super-fast charging battery that uses 3D graphene. Um, GAC Group holds intellectual property rights on the production techniques associated with 3DG. But aside from those working in the company, nobody is sure of the type of graphene being used, nor is the specific manufacturing process clear. So they've been sort of like protective of this battery and the production behind it, um, which is kind of interesting. It seems like sort of sketchy, but like I feel like because... Elon Musk is, like, so open with everything he does, mm. pretty much. Legit. Like, didn't he, didn't he like, release some of, like, the manufacturing techniques for Teslas? Vehicle, yeah. yeah. Uh, so this seems, like, kind of backwards, but they're keeping it to themselves for now. Um, but it is known that the method reduces the cost of the graphene used to one-tenth of its normal value using conventional methods. Um, So, and just as like a baseline or like a little comparison to average EV batteries, uh, currently the fastest charging time of any pure electric vehicle model is around 30 minutes to recharge 80% of the battery capacity. Uh, however, the graphene battery being developed by GAC Group can achieve the same levels of charge in just eight minutes. So that's a pretty significant jump. 
um, from 30 to 8 minutes. Which is huge. Most people spend about 5 minutes at the gas station, so. Mm-hmm. That'll be like back, well, basically equal to gas vehicles. We'll see. And this, I think this also just highlights the fact that there's so many companies that are working on batteries or trying to create the perfect battery. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's there's too much money being invested into battery development for it for it not to be inevitable that we'll transition to batteries. Um, every single government is looking to transition. Every company is looking to transition. So yeah, this is like it's a new, it's a version of a gold rush. It's the elect, electric mm-hmm. rush, pretty much. Hmm. Um, cool. Yeah, it's an interesting company. I'm curious. Yeah, I want to see how they how they how they work out. Um, did you ever, yeah, you know if this is like pretty recent. Um, I could probably check right now. Um, but yeah, they've. I mean, this is like just from last week. Because everybody says they got something new. Like Toyota says they got a solid state battery. Um, mm-hmm. For people who don't know, uh, there's two parts of a battery, um, anode and a cathode. Uh, so what they're trying to do is to make <laughs> half of the battery into a solid, into a solid instead of two liquids, and that'll reduce the weight and increase the charging time and increase longevity and range but it's really difficult to do it's never been done before so toyota says they already have one uh so we'll see a lot of companies are investing a lot of money into it your your favorite car company is investing in electric and if it's not it's probably going to be bankrupt in five years oh damn it's it's, bold statement hot take and i i wouldn't even say that's a hot take like if you look at cold uh, take, if you look at Ford, right? Ford yeah. controls the electric vehicle market right now. Uh, Tesla mm-hmm. has almost a million pre-orders for the Cybertruck, uh, which is a direct competitor to the Ford F-150. If Tesla only completes 50% of those orders, it put it about fifth in the, the U.S. market for uh for full size pickup trucks. That's gonna take a lot mm-hmm. of the market cap away from Ford. And I've looked at their financials. Ford is very slim margins right now, uh strictly based on their Ford F one fifty. So taking even fifteen percent away from them from their market cap would be devastating mm-hmm. to them. Um this is why they were forced to announce their Ford electric pickup truck in twenty twenty two. But by that point, I think it'll be too late. The specs of the Ford F-150 compared to the Cybertruck, I don't think any sane truck driver would choose the F-150. Um, right. So I just see a lot of their market cap being stolen. I would, I'm would. i completely confident going on record saying that I don't think Ford will survive um, unless they do a fundamental change. So that would be investing in, uh, in a startup, or uh, completely changing direction, but I still think it's too late. I'd be surprised. Yeah, I'd be surprised. Hmm. 
All right. Yeah, so uh, with that, though, uh, Mike did touch on a few things that I also agree with. Um, but I think the way, the road to renewables and for us to have a sustainable future, which I, I think everyone wants. Um, I think some skeptics or people who don't fully know the scope of the direction we're going in would disagree. Uh, but this is just how it's going to go. Um, like I said, every major car company is looking into electric vehicles and automation. Uh, so it should show how serious they are that that's the world that we're going to be living in. Um, so the main way to a fully sustainable future with nuclear naturally is solar, wind, and batteries. Those three together will help us transition. Um, and we can either increase the capacity of the batteries we have now or increase the production of current battery technology. Uh, Mike touched a little bit on the capacity with the graphene battery from GAC. Uh, I talked a little bit about Toyota's solid-state battery. Um, but right now, we're really stuck on lithium-ion. Um, and I'll be focusing on lithium-ion production uh, that's necessary to get us to sustainable energy. Um, yeah, so the main way that we produce energy today is just-in-time energy. So we've been doing that for the past 100 years. And what I mean by that is that there's no storage for the energy that we create. So either we use that energy or we run it off. Uh, so the energy produced by coal, natural gas, and petroleum, there is no storage for it. Um, and for a long time, it was because there was no capable, cheap storage uh, to, to store. So it's a really big convergence of technology. Lithium-ion batteries have gotten cheaper and cheaper over the years, um, and they're only going to get cheaper. Is uh, there a way to store wind power? Because I remember we were talking about, like, why, like, windmills, like, Shut just off. stop moving for yeah, a while. So, yeah, is because yeah. they'll get overloaded. So that's this is why we need so many batteries. Because right now what's happening is that a lot of you'll hear this said too that oh we blame wind and solar because they weren't able to supply enough energy for us and uh, that's why our grid shut down, which isn't true. Like we said, it's only about 19% of the total U.S. energy, and in some places as low as 10%, like Texas. Um, and mm -hmm. the reason, the problem is, is that there's never been good enough storage. So if you ever look outside and you see a windmill that's not moving, it's not because there's no wind. It's just that we have right-on-time energy. So if the place that the windmill is has enough energy... Um, already the windmill won't run so it'll just they'll shut it off and stop it from moving um, so this is really why batteries really bridge that gap so that we can store the energy produced by these windmills and solar power so we can use them later this is something that's never happened before this is this is very new 
for the world. Um, so it's important. Uh, and we're in, in mm-hmm. that's beyond for other things like electric vehicles. So it's a completely different market and a completely different amount of energy we're going to need on a completely different level. Um, mm-hmm. So for our sake today, we're going to be talking about gigawatt hours um, just to try and keep it as simple as possible. Um, so what's a gigawatt hour? So a gigawatt hour is enough energy that could power a one watt bulb for a thousand one hundred and forty one years. Okay, so that's how much energy we're talking about. Or it could power New York City for two hundred seventy seconds at peak usage. Hmm. So a couple minutes. Yeah. So currently with the way that uh, our battery production is working is Panasonic and Tesla. They have created the largest battery manufacturing factory in the world. It's a gigafactory. We've talked about gigafactories before on on pod. Um, mm-hmm. And right now, gigafactories are able to produce 35 gigawatt hours of energy uh, at current production levels so not enough to power a city like at all what would so yeah we established one gigawatt hour would be 270 seconds at peak peak output so Mm -hmm. we're talking about like what uh maybe an hour yeah or a little over an hour so for new york 157 hours uh, which no a hundred so that would be in minutes now yeah so about three hours so damn. about three hours um which just isn't enough that's what they could produce in a year so we need much longer time span right yeah so these factories are only producing about 30 percent of what their potential is musk says and he believes that to fully transition us to sustainable energy, we need about a hundred uh, gigafactories. Which kind of it at 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 one hundred percent capacity, I think that he could be onto something. Um, mm-hmm. So this is all really new. Battery production is really ramping to untouched levels in human history. Like, for example, to produce the five hundred thousand vehicles that Tesla did last year would have taken the world supply of lithium ion batteries in 2014. So all of them. So including your cell phones, uh, external battery packs, uh, uh, like batteries to that you could, uh, portable batteries you could take around all of them, the world's production mm-hmm. in 2014. So this is why a lot of people are like, Oh, it's not possible. You know? So without the production right. of gigafactories, it wouldn't have been possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, as we do, you know how many there are total right now? What'd you say? How many total gigafactories are there right now? Um, I want to say three, but they're not even at full production. So Giga Austin, uh, that's where they're going to be making the Cybertruck. Is it had to stop? They had to stop building it because of COVID. 
So the Cybertruck might be a little delayed. Uh, Giga Berlin, mm-hmm. uh, Giga China, Giga Nevada. Uh, yeah, so and a lot of them aren't even done. Uh, Fremont Factory isn't even a true Giga Factory. So uh, they, there's a lot to go. Uh, we need to. Which ones them. does? What are you saying? Which one does Panasonic own? So Panasonic and Tesla really work very closely together. But the uh, thing okay. is, is that Tesla is starting to produce its own batteries because the real restraint on Tesla, the only thing that they need is batteries. That's their their number one thing they need beyond cars or anything else is just batteries. That's their whole business is mm-hmm. the battery business. And that's what the world needs to go to 100% renewable energy. And the only restraint is battery storage. Um, mm-hmm. To make it possible to use solar and wind, we need batteries. Yeah, makes sense. 100 factories, road to 100 factories. I know. So by then, like, uh, we'll ask this question later, too. Where would Tesla go with its production of energy? Because how do you value that? A company that's supposed to tackle energy demand, not which is the most in-demand thing that there is. Like, out of any currency that we talk about, if we talk about, like, Bitcoin or uh, the dollar, euros, they're all just ways to use energy in some way. You know I mean? Every single form of money is just breaks down into energy mm-hmm. in some way or another. Hmm. Um, yeah, so there's a lot... I want to give another example, too, of how many batteries we need. So we've already established that uh, the gigafactories could maybe get to 100 gigawatt hours um, annually at full production scale when they're only at 30% now, so 35 gigawatt hours today. But Europe's total demand is, which is 13.3% of the world's energy needs, um, alone would need 4,064 gigawatt hours of energy. So That's in a year? Huh? That's in a year? Yeah. Okay. Um, so with a couple assumptions, a couple, uh, you can deduce that the world would need about 30,556 gigawatt hours of energy. Um, that's only if we keep the exact energy consumptions that we had today, which is impossible that's just how the world works more people are going to be allotted more more energy and yeah are going to need more produced and stored so we need to do both we need to produce more and store more um and that's the only way is through renewables because naturally what we're using now is finite mm-hmm. damn that's a lot of i mean if one gigafactory can only pr- produce a hundred at maximum capacity, yeah. efficiency, yeah, that's so, crazy. That's good. Yeah, we would need three hundred gigafactories, right? Or, yeah, hundred just to. So yeah, like I said, like we would need literally a hundred gigafactories to produce enough energy for the world's needs to be renewable. And I think right now we're at five. Um, mm-hmm. So this, and that's where I find it really interesting. So. So right now, uh, 
Tesla puts about $250 million to build a gigafactory, right? And then yeah. they're receiving about $2.5 billion back on their investment. And we already have a value of $2 trillion, right? And okay. we know that their goal is to make 100 gigafactories. So we're already at $2 trillion valuation, and they're pretty much trying to almost, what, 100x what they're producing now? Right, yeah. So that's where I get a little bit confused on where, what type of valuation are we talking about? You know what I mean? That's where, when I say things like, I think it's going to be the most, the most profitable or, yeah, the most profitable company in history. That's where it comes from. Um, Mm -hmm. So, because they're literally dealing with energy. Um, Right. Um, And do you, what, in a percentage wise, like, uh, how much faith do you have in Elon Musk? How much faith? Yeah. I think it's very difficult to bet against him because if we're just talking about some of the things he created or took part in creating, I know there's a lot of smart people behind him, but it's yeah. difficult to not say that, all right, well, he's been in all of these places at the right time when things are being created. Um, it's like... Even just 10 years ago, the Hyperloop, we talked about the Hyperloop on pod before. People weren't even thinking about them. He's He, mm-hmm. he literally just wrote a little project pretty much saying, like, a Hyperloop could work. And that literally birthed five companies who are trying to create Hyperloops. Five years ago, they said that rockets, it was impossible for rockets to be able to to land on their own and to create reusable rockets. Now we're see- we're literally seeing that play out today. Fifteen yeah. years ago, they said it was impossible to mass produce an electric vehicle that people would buy, and now today we're doing it. So, in we're not even talking about Neuralink. There's so many things that people who were extremely educated on topics said were impossible, and yeah, he has been able to create. So, for me, I have a lot of faith in him. Probably like upwards of 90% faith that the company will fall through. Granted, I want to see if he stays CEO. As long as he's the head of the snake, I think that anything is possible for them. Um, I think we're looking at something like Steve Jobs um, Mm -hmm. for the energy sector, which is way bigger than the cell phone sector or the car sector. Yeah. Um, I just asked that because, like, this is... This definitely seems ambitious. Um... And I was just sort of tying it back to my essay because it's sort of like writing my essay. It was hard to like try to convince people to have faith in Neuralink because like so many scientists are so skeptical of his idea and like there's no real like tangible evidence of his aspirations like Mm -hmm. coming to fruition so like i don't know it's just like it was hard in the essay to be convincing yeah it is difficult for me i just think that there's so many with and Neuralink is one of them things that they said were impossible you know so i'm not gonna 
count him out and say that like that's true and be on the side of saying like oh it's impossible you know what i mean he um, has been on like the forefront of a lot of like technological breakthroughs and like also even like him making paypal was sort of like ahead of his time revolutionary yeah it was like that's what it 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 made possible the idea for bitcoin the electronic use of right yeah money you know what i mean um, yeah yeah absolutely i 100 percent agree with that uh but i do think for at least the the battery and for rockets i think i have 100 percent faith when it gets to like yeah. Neuralink, i'm in the like 85 percent range yeah it's just so i don't know enough about it's literally like brain surgery <laughs> yeah right yeah obviously i don't know enough but i am pretty confident it is like it's basically like he like if Neuralink goes the way he planned then he basically uh solved humans <laughs> yeah for real i think uh yeah, Neuralink has a lot of uh, potential. A lot of potential. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I just wanted to, uh, before we go on to, uh, I want to just get back a little bit to the lithium-ion battery and how it's had extreme exponential growth. Um, just from 2015 for, like, consumer electronics and cell phones and electric busing, from 2015, it was only around 50 gigawatt hours. Uh, and now in 2020, we're looking at 250 gigawatt hours, um, which is projected by 2035 to include stationary storage, which is like uh, four uh, solar wind, uh, solar and wind, uh, stationary storage, commercial vehicles, EVs, passenger EVs, electric buses, and consumer electronics collectively by 2035 could be 2,000 gigawatt hours. So that's a lot oh, of Jesus. energy. Yeah, we're going to need a lot. Um, Tesla believes by 2035 that they could get to one terawatt hour, which is a uh, thousand gigawatts. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, on its own. So, it's going to be something that a lot of companies are going to get into. I look at Panasonic, CATL. I think that those companies are going to thrive. Um, but you will need the, the components to build these batteries. You're going to need nickel. You're going to need lithium. Uh, it, they say it's a lithium-ion battery, but the majority of it is... Um, is I want to say, the majority of it's nickel, mm-hmm. nickel and iron, which are like super heavy. That's what creates the heaviness of the battery. Right. Um, hmm. Yeah. So we'll see. I have a company, Nouveau Mon. That's my favorite. They're a nickel mining factory. Ashante. Um, Ashante. Uh, <laughs> I got Nouveau Mon. They're from Canada. Canada's is a lot of mining. Uh, a lot of great companies there. Talon's another one that I own. Um, one that's been surging, Piedmont. It's crazy. Just during the pandemic, I was afraid to buy Piedmont when we were all um, quarantining. 
and I think at the time it was it was trading for like fifteen bucks. Now Piedmont surged oh, in just this morning. It was trading at sixty seven dollars. So that's a lithium company. Uh, I don't see Piedmont slowing down. We're gonna need lithium. Um, not just Tesla needs lithium. Like I said, your favorite car company is looking to go electric, so they're also mm-hmm. gonna need lithium. So I just wanted to bring light to the fact that there's going to need to be a supply chain created to create all these batteries. And we're going to need miners to mine the, the uh, materials necessary to build batteries. Mm-hmm. All right. That's a big jump. Six, 15 to 67. Yeah, just in a year. And it's, it's going to just keep going. Like we established, there's there's going to be a really massive shift to electrification. And I think, I think a lot of times people think it's going to happen slower than it is. But mm-hmm. with, with the, if you look at um, just last year, right, the, the, the luxury uh, compact sedan market, there was no Model 3. There was no Model 3. Well, two yeah. years ago now, there was no Model 3. The next year, the Model 3 was number one and was outselling all other vehicles in that class. So that means like, mm-hmm. if you're in the market for a BMW or a Mercedes, you're more likely to be getting a Model 3 than either of those vehicles because it just makes more sense. Um, right. So I, I'm really curious to see what's going to end up happening. I think it's going to be a similar disruption to uh, the compact SUV and also the full-size truck market. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there's not just there's not just Tesla. There's other names that are going to start. People are going to start hearing this year too. Uh, Rivian is one of them. Uh, Lordstown Motors is another one. Uh, Hummer just. Uh, GMC just released their Hummer EV, um, which I don't really enjoy that much, but it's another <laughs> EV option for people out there. We're going to see more and more electric vehicles. Hyundai Ionic just came out. Or the Hyundai, yeah, Hyundai. Yeah. Maybe the yeah. Hyundai ID5, I think it was. Oh, maybe. But it's an EV. I know they have an Ionic. Just came out. It, they just uh, released like uh, pictures of it like two days ago. But we're not. We're gonna see a lot more EVs. If you watch the Super Bowl, Hyundai put out another like an EV electric vehicle commercial. Ford put out electric vehicle commercial. So they're taking over. It's gonna take over soon. Really soon. It's funny you say that. The -hmm. pandemic was a year. Just you said like uh, you were looking at that stock price like a year ago and like that was still in the pandemic. It's so crazy to think about. I know. And uh, I was our buddy Drew hit me up um, because last week we we said something about South Park. I think I did. And then I said I was it was on Hulu Mm -hmm. and then he checked Hulu and it wasn't on Hulu and he was pissed. Uh but what's crazy is that, so the last thing that South Park did was the pandemic special. And that was like, that was like a year ago. 
and I don't do you remember watching that? Yeah, we watched that together, actually. Where he has sex with the oh, with yeah. the pangolin. Yeah. Or the monk. Yeah. yeah. We talked about <laughs> that on pod too. Yeah. That's crazy. That was like that seems so long ago and like that was like the last thing that South Park did. Mm. Um a funny little thing. Um you had a discussion question for us? Yeah, I was just um we I touched on it a little bit, but I was curious about your thoughts yeah. on it. Like where do you think going through all of this, where do you think Tesla could go? Or if it is still gonna rise or how you feel about it. Cause I was always I think it's that. like realistically, like where could it go? I think it's gonna like continue to rise. Um, I'm sure they'll like continue to refine the models that they have out now and continue to like make newer models. Um, all the gigafactories are like directly a part of Tesla. Yeah. So it's a joint venture okay. between Tesla and Panasonic. So like. It's because Tesla literally needs help producing all the batteries it needs. So it mm-hmm. works with Panasonic. So they just recently like redid their contract where it was like, hey, like we're going to produce our own batteries, but we still need you to produce the batter- some batteries too so that we can really tackle this market. Yeah. It's the only one. It's the only, it's the only battery manufacturer of its size. Like, right. When I say that Tesla's really far ahead, like very far ahead even mm-hmm. even if uh ford wanted to go fully electric or these car companies wanted to go fully electric they would need batteries and they just don't come out of nowhere right you need to create a supply chain for them which is extremely difficult yeah but i think uh, uh i think tesla's gonna continue to rise for like a long time yeah, I, think, I don't uh, see any sort of stagnation happening anytime soon because it's, I think it's just raising in popularity and like, uh, we just sort of need it now. Yeah. yeah I agree. Um, what do you think? You think it's going to continue to rise? Yeah, I think so. My like really, for market cap at least, my really bearish is like $6 trillion. Mm-hmm. Including the energy market, and then my really bullish is fifteen. Hmm. All right, big numbers. Um, yeah, that's a for perspective. Like Apple is at two trillion, Amazon's two trillion. I think Tesla would be much larger. Yeah, Amazon's still gonna grow uh, too because once people get access to the internet, more people than. Mm-hmm. Market for Amazon too. So, um, I had one question that I thought of yesterday or last night that doesn't really pertain to this, but I want to hear your thoughts on it. Um, we might have talked about this, but so I just had an idea where cryptocurrencies sort of blended with you know that movie In Time. With Justin oh, like, Timberlake. But, like, do you mean literally, like, in time? 
No, the movie in time. Yeah, I know, but do you mean where... literally? Like people using, like trying to use blockchain. Oh, so trade time? yeah, let me yeah let me explain it a little more. Um, you know how they had their like their watches or whatever that like showed how much time they have left mm-hmm. to live. What if we eliminated all cash, which we were talking about like the other day? If we just got rid of cash and completely transferred over to digital currencies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's the future. Yeah. Um, but then my mom, I was talking about this with my mom and my family, but um, my mom was like, well, like less fortunate people won't, will need cash yeah. for, cause like they won't have yeah, access to like banks or yet. whatever. We aren't there yet. So I was thinking like, what if, they have like government uh issued like watches that are basically like your wallet Mm. and they just store your digital currency or it even could be like even more integrated with like Neuralink and so that it like can't really be accessed there's already super involved apps right now like WeChat does literally everything it's Google, Uber, it's a it's a social media app, it's your money, it's PayPal, all in one app. Um, What's it called? WeChat. So it's really big in China. It's a it's an app it's an app that does everything. Like they don't have uh, all of the other apps that we have. So you know how we go to our phone, we got like fifty apps. Like they have WeChat. Yeah. It does like a lot of what you need to get done. Hmm. So streamlined. It's Facebook. It's paypal it's google like it does all of those things um yes yeah, so there's already super involved apps like that like including another form of currency bitcoin doesn't seem that big of a jump to me mm-hmm. but i do think we're still in a transition period we're just all these technologies are so new so it's not like it's gone it, they are disruptive so they're going to change the way we live but it's not going to be like tomorrow everyone's going to be using bitcoin but Right. I do. I do agree with that, though. That at some point, I think we will transfer to it. Um, did we talk about the use of 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 blockchain? Was that off off pod? Uh, no. I think we've talked about that on pod. Didn't we? Did we? Did we talk about it recently for like the potential in voting? And oh, that was off pod. No, you haven't talked about that. Yeah. So yeah, it's 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 it is a lot of usage for blockchain. Um. One of them being a voting system um, and storage of money, safe storage of money. So, yeah, I think I would see that one day. I could definitely see that. My mom said that. If you got some money, put 1% of it in blockchain. Yeah. Um, Did you know, or my mom said that the inventor of Bitcoin like is anonymous yeah we don't know who made bitcoin yeah you know they made it years ago and yeah they unleashed it that's why bitcoin and blockchain are so synonymous yeah because without bitcoin is blockchain and blockchain is bitcoin so yeah it was the first one that's interesting i wonder why they wouldn't like want to take credit for it I think I don't I have no idea. 
I really don't. This is why people always have so many conspiracy theories about the world because things such so disruptive as that, and it's like, oh, you don't want to take credit for it, like, yeah, simulation. <laughs> <laughs> We're obviously in a simulation now. Yeah. Um, Most interesting to me is it was made like twenty years ago. I think it was made in like two thousand one to like two thousand three. Damn. So it's been around. Yeah, that sounds it's just about there, right. Starting to get notoriety. That's crazy. Yeah, mm. It's interesting too. Really interesting. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that we're about wrapped up. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? No, I feel good about it. I hopefully people who are listening can understand like where we're going and maybe looking into mining companies that I think that'd be a good play. For me personally, not as like financial advice, but check out some mining companies. Um, I think that it's like the uh, the gold rush. The people who made the most money were the people who sold the the shovels and the barrels. Um, yeah, it's just like that. The same premise, and a lot of things. The people who are going to make a lot of money in this new gold rush or electricity rush is going to be people who invest into mining. Um, so yeah. Word. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. All right, bye. Bye, guys. Uh, peace.